0: Hey, 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 everybody, welcome in to another edition of b Shafe Daily, starting on our second week here as we've turned the calendar to February, and we're just about a week away from Cardinals, pitchers, and catchers reporting to Jupiter, Florida for spring training. Today is Monday, February 3rd. I'm Brendan Schaefer joining you here, and so the 11th, that is the date that pitchers and catchers report. As of tomorrow, Tuesday, it'll be a week away. One week. Right now, eight days. I will be heading down there on the 12th. And then full squad workouts begin. I believe it's on the 17th. But a lot of people already there. We've seen pictures and, and things from Cardinals camp. Guys like Paul DeYoung and Colton Wong down there early working with Jose Okendo. So a lot of the players are already down there. Everybody will be down there and making their way down there over the next couple of weeks. And with the Super Bowl out of the way, with the Chiefs winning that last night, I think it's fair to say, at least unofficially, baseball season is back. And so hopping back on the podcast this week, going to bring you five new episodes throughout the weekdays. And when I get down to spring training, we'll see what the schedule looks like. Uh, My plan is to do at least five episodes a week. Whether some of those fall on weekend days, uh, once we get into the flow of baseball season, uh, at least down in spring training, it'll just depend upon the schedule and and how I want to work that. But I'm still working out the details of how that's going to go once I'm down in Jupiter. But the episodes will keep rolling. I think we're now rolled out on most of the platforms Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, a few others that are not as prominent, but if you use any of them, they're up and ready to go for you. Would love to have you subscribe to the show. And for today's episode, I'm excited because we got our first ever uh, voice message sent into the Beast Chief Daily Show over the weekend from my friend Mason And I'm going to play that message for you, and it'll kind of guide the conversation as far as what we're going to be talking about today on the show. So without any further ado, I'm going to play that message for you now, and then we'll dive right into the conversation uh, about what Mason had to say. Here's Mason. Hey, what's going on, man? I think uh, another interesting point this year is the uh, Cardinals bullpen and uh, what you would think it would look like with Carlos Martinez being in the bullpen and how it would look without him being in the bullpen. I also don't know uh, – I'm not caught up to speed on the the, the pitcher's options as you're going in the season, so maybe if you could touch on that and how it would uh, affect a guy like Junior Fernandez's chance of making the squad coming out of spring training. Thanks, man. Loving the podcast. Keep it up. So there you have it, folks. That was Mason and obviously leading us into a discussion today about the Cardinals – bullpen and what that could look like in 2020 he asked specifically about carlos martinez uh, because that's obviously a major cog in what the cardinals pitching staff could look like going forward into 2020 and there are two very specifically different iterations one of them could feature carlos martinez as arguably your number two starter behind jack flaherty Another iteration could feature Carlos Martinez as your closer. So there's a pretty wide delta between what those two roles would be and and what it would mean, what's the trickle-down effect on the rest of the pitching staff, depending upon which way things go for Carlos Martinez. A third option is Carlos Martinez potentially getting hurt in spring and not able to contribute in any meaningful way in 2020. Hopefully that doesn't happen. We're going to talk about kind of the, the two other potential possibilities uh, with regard to Carlos being involved. We just don't exactly know how he's going to be involved. So I want to thank Mason one more time for the question. And if you're interested in doing something similar to what Mason did, you have a question you'd like to hear me break down on the show or just a commentary about the Cardinals, uh, baseball in general, whatever the case might be, you could go ahead and do that. Uh, DM me if you if you haven't seen the link, but I believe it's just anchor.fm slash bshafer12 slash message. Uh, But I've sent that out on Twitter as well. Um, I I could do so again. I would love for you guys to get involved with the show. But the way I'm going to start by attacking Mason's question here is by first breaking down kind of our candidates for the Cardinals' bullpen this season and looking at, okay, which guys have to be on that opening day roster or the Cardinals would risk losing them because they're out of options. That's... uh, something that's kind of hard to follow um, even for someone like myself who reports on the game of baseball it's not always clear without going back and looking at individual players you know baseball reference page and figuring out okay which years were they called up because players have three options throughout their careers that with and that doesn't mean individual times being sent down it means within three different seasons the players have those options. So if you're optioned once during a season, you can be sent back and forth between Memphis and St. Louis all year long as many times as, as the rules allow, and that still only counts as using up one of your option years. And so there are players who you've seen around for the Cardinals for the last couple of seasons, and you're wondering okay, can these guys be sent down again, or what's the status with that? And your options begin when you're added to the 40-man roster. So this only pertains to to players that are currently on the 40-man roster. And when all these minor leaguers that are on the 40-man roster but aren't going to start the season on the opening day 20, 26-man roster now, it used to be 25, but now for 2020 for the first time, uh, the active roster will consist of 26 players. And so for those other 14 that are included on the 40-man roster, but are ultimately not included on the Cardinals opening day roster. That means at some point during spring training, whether it's earlier in the process or like a day before the regular season starts, those players will have been optioned to the minor leagues and provided that they're down there at least 20 days, because that's what it has to count to constitute an option. So say like the first week of the season, somebody that was just optioned right before the season began the Cardinals call him up because of an injury and then he ends up spending the entire year on the big league club that would not count as using up one of his options the player has to remain in the minor leagues on what they call the optional assignment for a minimum of 20 days and that will burn their option and then at that point you can bring him up and down as many times as you want throughout that season but it only counts as using one of their option years. Now, you can only do this to a player in three different seasons of his big league career after he's been added to the 40-man roster before he's out of options, which doesn't mean you can't option him back to the minor leagues. What it means is if you do try to option him, you have to pass him through waivers first, and so other teams have the opportunity to claim that player. And if they claim him, he's on their team. You've lost that player. And so that's why it's relevant as we come into the beginning of spring training here, and, and we're looking at certain guys who... They're going to be out of options. The Cardinals are not going to be able to option them to the minor leagues. During spring training or before the start of the regular season, when they've got to pick the 26 men they're going to open the season with, because if they do, they risk losing those players. And so those players, and this is according to Roster Resource. Again, it's not easy to look through all this and parse through for different players. Okay, were they optioned to the minors in that season? Did they remain for 20 days? You know, it would take a lot of time and and effort to look through every player's history to make sure that I'm 100% accurate about this, but the website Roster Resource has seemed to have been a pretty reliable source on this subject, and so... If any of this is wrong, I do apologize, but I've found roster resource to be valuable in the past. And according to what they have uh, for the Cardinals roster going into 2020, John Dant, one of the players who's out of options, as is Tyler Webb from the Cardinals bullpen arsenal. So like when you're looking at some of the, the names that could fill out this bullpen, 26-man roster. We do believe the split is going to have to be broken down uh, position players versus pitchers as 13 and 13. So there'll be 13 position players, 8 in your starting lineup, 5 on your bench on an everyday basis unless the DH is in play. And then for your starting rotation, you'll have 5, and that means 8 in the bullpen. That will be the, the typical alignment for your roster. So I'm going to take a quick break here to tell you about Anchor. And then I'm going to dive right into the names that I believe will comprise the Cardinals bullpen when we get to opening day in a little more than a month and a half. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this with more B-Shape Daily. All right, guys, thanks for sticking with me. And now I'm going to dive right in and tell you what I think this could look like from the Cardinals perspective when you're looking at the bullpen. The Cardinals have, just going to start naming some guys, Andrew Miller, obviously going to be part of that mix, Um, could be in the mix for a closing opportunity if Carlos is a starter. Gio Gallegos is another guy who's going to be built into the back end of that bullpen. He technically does have an option remaining, does Giovanni Gallegos. But I don't see any reason the Cardinals would need to use that if he per- performs even close to what he did last season, when he was arguably the team's best reliever. You know, not even arguably; he just was based on a variety of statistics you could look at. So Gallegos Miller, that's two. Uh, John Brebia has options remaining, um, but I don't think it would be very likely for the Cardinals to use them if he's performing. He's been one of their more reliable uh, relievers, has developed into that role over the last couple of seasons. Uh, you know, there could be some some quirky situations throughout the year where if Brebbia is struggling, the Cardinals could theoretically option him. More likely than not, though, Brebbia is going to be a part of that bullpen as one of the the core members. So I, I don't think it's necessarily very likely uh, for him to be optioned. So there's three: Miller, Gallegos, Brebbia. Remember, we're talking about eight spots. After that, you have some flexibility uh, with, with some of these guys that you'd like to bring in. But you're looking at spots for John Gant and Tyler Webb. Webb, of course, would be another left-hander added to that bullpen. Mike Schultz used Tyler Webb very frequently last season when he was on the team. And overall, I think Tyler Webb went a little bit under the radar with what he was able to do uh, last season for the Cardinals. You know, he might not be a guy in your mind that jumps off the page when you think about uh, some of the Cardinals' more reliable relievers last season. But I'm just going to read you his statistics. He was pretty solid with an ERA of uh, 3.76, and he pitched in 65 games, which ranked fourth on the Cardinals last year. So he was one of the more heavily utilized relievers that Mike Schilt deployed throughout last season, and that, that 3.76 ERA, I know ERA is at the end-all be-all, but that's a pretty good mark, and you look at some of his other numbers, his WHIP, which is walks plus hits per innings pitched, 1.018. So that's a number barely above one, and within the Cardinals' bullpen last season, only Giovanni Gallegos was better. So, you know, in a lot of ways, Tyler Webb had a a very nice season for the Cardinals last year. I think part of the reason he flew under the radar was, for one, he was used very frequently in mop-up duty. The Cardinals' record in games in which Tyler Webb appeared last season, 21-44. and So they lost most of those games. They're putting him into those situations where it's not your— You know, highest leverage situation to potentially be put into. You'd probably be angling for Andrew Miller in more of those cases, the high-paid left-handed reliever. But Webb was in a lot of those situations. And if you throw April, the month of April, out the window, which another reason that Webb kind of flew under the radar, ERA of uh, 7.11—pardon me, 7.11 in April— And the rest of the season, he was much better, but that that early start to the season was kind of ingrained in your mind. But over the course of starting May 1st through the end of the year, his ERA was 3.33 and had an opponent's batting average of 172 and opponent's OPS of 566. So a pretty good year by and large for Tyler Webb. And when you consider that he's a weapon that Mike Schultz trusted and deployed frequently from the left side, I would say his spot, as long as spring goes according to plan, and he doesn't get totally roughed up. And then even if he does, I would argue that Webb's probably going to have an opportunity to prove himself when the real season begins, um, even if he has a troublesome spring because he's out of options. So that would be one guy I would probably add to the probables list into the bullpen. Another one being John Gant, which I, I know people might be saying, well, what wasn't John Gant, the guy that they didn't put on the postseason roster last season in October when, you know, all the marbles were on the line and they had to make that kind of decision. That's true. But I think if the Cardinals were going to go a different direction and they weren't going to count on Gantt as as a, a big part of their bullpen this season, they wouldn't have signed him to a contract. They wouldn't have tendered him one this offseason. He was one of, actually, I believe the only arbitration eligible player with whom the Cardinals had to come to an agreement. And they were able to do that for a sum of $1.3 million. So that was an agreement the Cardinals and Gantt came to without the need for an arbitration hearing and so Gant is under contract this season for $1.3 million. The Cardinals wouldn't have offered him that contract. They wouldn't have tried to pursue that deal if they weren't counting on having him around. They're up for that money regardless now. They're going to be paying him, even if they were to decide to to cut John Gant in spring training for whatever reason. Gant's getting that, that contract guaranteed. So I think from the Cardinals' perspective, their plan is for Gant to be included. Now, if, if he goes through some of the struggles over the course of 2020 that he did in the latter half of 2019, when he struggled with walks and he just couldn't get guys out. Uh, You know, that would definitely be something to watch for as far as the decision the Cardinals would have to make. But coming out of spring training, I think his roster spot is pretty well locked in guaranteed just about as, as much as anybody else, as much as Andrew Miller, as much as Brebbia as, as much as if not more than Brebbia, because he's got the fact that he's out of options and he just signed the contract. So you can count Gant in the mix, Uh, You know, we're talking unless something really unforeseen happens, you're looking at Miller, Gallegos, Brebbia, Gantt, and Tyler Webb, almost guaranteed locks for the Cardinals bullpen. You're also going to have to lock in when we're talking about the eight spots that exist. I'm going to go ahead and put Carlos Martinez in that bullpen for a moment just to show that we're assuming health here for everybody in the pitching rotation and in the bullpen you're going to have to have Carlos somewhere. And so for now, I'm going to put Carlos in the bullpen and KK, the Korean pitcher that they signed in the rotation, just for the sake of this exercise. Don't get caught up in that. The point is whether you switch them and KK's in the bullpen or whatever the case would be, that's still another spot that would be taken up on the roster. So, as of now, Miller, Gallegos, Brebbia, Gant, Webb, we're up to, to five, and then we're adding Carlos or KK, whichever one would be in the bullpen, and the other would be in the starting rotation. That's six. And so now you're getting into some of your younger pitchers, guys you've seen that have contributed in recent seasons, but still have options remaining, and you're trying to figure out what their roles are going to be. Um, probably the most interesting name among that group is Alex Reyes. Reyes would still have some options remaining, but... Uh, according to roster resource because when the the Cardinals have moved him down in many of these seasons that had been lost for him it was because of injury not because they were optioning him uh, to the minor leagues you remember he came up first in 2016 they added him to the 40-man roster and then immediately called him up he was not optioned in that season and at the end of 2016 he remained on the roster throughout the remainder of the year so he was not using up any options through that process. The, the other seasons he was injured. Last season, they did option him to the minor leagues early in the year when he started in the bullpen, as you recall, and he was struggling with command, wasn't quite himself, and so the Cardinals did send him to the minor leagues. But that's really the only option he's used up so far. So Reyes would have the potential to be sent to the minor leagues. If he's healthy, I think you can count on him being in that rotation. It's just going to be a matter of can he start the, the season healthy? and off the injured list if he does i would say he's a pretty good bet to be in that group but then you have to factor in okay what's the likelihood that he does start healthy is that more than 50% is it more than 25% uh, it's hard to say but he's not injured right now he's he he had a full off season of you know no no rehab no anything like that just a regular off season for reyes so if he progresses through spring does fine I see no reason why he wouldn't be in that bullpen mix uh, when the Cardinals head north from Jupiter at the end of March. First uh, series of the year is in Cincinnati this season. March 26th is opening day. So if you're counting Reyes, that would be seven. Now you're already kind of up against it. And we haven't even talked about Brett Cecil yet. There's another guy for whom I would not have any chance in the world to offer up a percentage Of likelihood that he would be healthy and available, but if he's not starting the season on the injured list, he's got to be in that bullpen. The Cardinals, or 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 the Cardinals, just cut him, which people have been wondering for several years now if that was ever going to to happen. He's still owed, you know, whatever it is, seven point seven five million dollars. I think per season. That's his salary for this season. He's getting paid that regardless. But it may be that if there's no verifiable injury for Cecil and he's just not performing in spring. Rather than start him on the roster and hope it works out when it hasn't in any of the previous seasons to a very great extent. He had one season with the Cardinals that was decent, but by and large, it's been a failed experiment thus far with Cecil. Rather than have him on that roster and taking up a spot in that bullpen, if you don't trust him, like these are the conversations the Cardinals have got to be having internally at the end of spring training. Okay, we've seen what Cecil is doing. He He's not hurt. You know, he's not going on the injured list. It was his performance up to... Our expectations that we trust him in the bullpen and we wanted to have a spot. If so, it's an easy conversation. That's what they prefer to be the case. But it'll kind of come down to that to say, all right, is he better right now than Junior Fernandez? Is he better right now than Ryan Helsley? Or more relevantly, is he better than Hennessy Cabrera if you'd like to have another lefty in that bullpen mixture? So the Cecil thing, again, that's going to unfold as spring develops. It could be within the first week that we hear Mike Schultz say, yeah, Cecil had a setback and. You know, it's not looking good. And then you'll know, okay, he's not really going to be a factor. Or Cecil could come in. He could be healthy. The Cardinals did say they were encouraged by his progress uh, from what they'd heard of him as of winter warm-up time a couple weeks ago. But, you know, there's a lot of, of ground to make up between not pitching at all last season and being able to contribute out of the bullpen. So that's another factor in this am i counting right now on Brett Cecil to be able to to do that and rejoin the team and be productive enough that they're going to give him a spot right now i say no but anything could happen with that really so when i'm counting him in this i'm not going to put him in on the list but know that he's there lurking and if he if he comes back and lays claim to a spot that's going to definitely uh, decrease the opportunity for some of these other young guys junior fernandez among them that goes back to mason's question he asked about carlos and I, i promise i'm going to get there what it looks like with carlos and without him but just for the sake of this exercise you've got to consider everybody healthy carlos could be bumped out to the bullpen or it would be kk but as for junior fernandez uh, his odds to make the team, just on paper, as I look at it, unless he just lights it up in spring, I would say not that high immediately out of spring training, coming into opening day, because you have Ryan Helsley, who was on that postseason, post-season roster, pitched pretty well for the Cardinals down the stretch. I think they like him as a potential guy that, you know, with with the 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 upper nineties heat that he's capable of throwing, could be in line for an opportunity as the team's closer or eighth inning guy. You know, one of those high leverage roles. I think even though Junior Fernandez also has closing experience, uh, I I think he's a little bit behind Helsley in line. I think he might even be a little bit behind Genesis Cabrera in line. Uh, Now, Helsley and Cabrera, for all I know, they could both be coming to spring as starters. But when you look at what's likely to occur... I don't think either of those guys pushing for spots in the rotation uh, when you get into the latter weeks of spring training is very probable unless several injuries happen ahead of them. So I'm counting on both Helsley and Cabrera being options for the bullpen this season. Uh, Fernandez had been officially shifted to that um, from earlier in his minor league career when he was a starter. He'll definitely be in in the mix for a bullpen spot. And then you've got a couple of other guys, uh, Daniel Ponce de Leon and Austin Gomber, both of whom I assume will come into spring as starters. But they're kind of be, you know, right on that teeter totter of maybe the seventh and, and eighth best starting options for the Cardinals when the season begins. So say one starter gets hurt, okay, that solves the KK and Carlos problem. If both of them are healthy and can start, them them two and the other three, wh- whoever didn't get hurt, that'll be your starting five. And then you've got Ponceleone and Gomber, who would I think only come into the equation if you lose multiple starters. Uh, from your your group of six that you're planning to have. So if that's the case and you're good on health for your starters, at least one of those two, Gomber and Ponce de Leon, is likely to begin in the Memphis rotation as depth. I would think both of them could, unless they just think you know what they've seen out of relief from Ponce de Leon, they like enough to go ahead and give him a spot in that bullpen if there's room. I think it might make sense just on paper. We don't know what spring is going to bring and what's going to develop on, on the health front. But as we sit here today on February 3rd, I would say having Ponce de Leon and Gomber as options to start would make the most sense uh, starting them that way in Memphis. The one I could see would be Ponce de Leon potentially shifted to the bullpen. Gomber, I think is almost a lock to be rotation depth. Um, rather than be used in a bullpen role because you do have lefties. If you've got Miller and you've got Tyler Webb and you've got Hennessy Cabrera, you've got options to where I don't think you need Gomber in that bullpen role. He's probably more valuable to the organization as one of the first men up uh, in case of emergency when you need a starter. So I think that's probably where he begins the season. Um, Reyes, you could assume, might be coming in as a starter. I don't think that's what 2020 ultimately brings for him. This year is probably about, you know, assuming things go well it's about get healthy how are you can you contribute in any meaningful way that probably comes in the bullpen before it comes anywhere else for alex reyes so to get back to the original question from mason i'm gonna run through what i think the bullpen could look like with carlos martinez and then then i'll try to dive into what it would look like without but you got to keep in mind that doing that would mean one of the starters got hurt or carlos himself got hurt and is then not able to contribute as a starter or a reliever. So he would obviously not be in the bullpen in that case. So with Carlos, I think he's still going to be your closer. You feel pretty good from the left side with what you'd have in Andrew Miller and Tyler Webb. Those would be your two kind of locked-in lefties, I think, throughout the season. Gallegos and Brebia would certainly be part of that group from the right side that are attacking the late innings. You're going to have Gant involved in some form or fashion, whether that's middle innings. He works himself back into the late inning conversation because, again, he's out of options, and you just gave him $1.3 million. So you're going to see what he has in the tank for sure before you start to have doubts about him. And then you've basically got two spots. One of them could be Brett Cecil. Right now, I'm not going to count on that. And I'm going to say Ryan Helsley eventually works his way into consideration as a guy who, yes, has options, but I think – it'll come down to spring performance and I'm looking for him to have a big season. So I'll go ahead and put Helsley on that list and call me optimistic, but I'm going to put Alex Reyes on there as well as the final guy to kind of round out that eight man bullpen for the Cardinals in that case. Uh, You know, Ponce de Leon could certainly be somebody who has an opportunity there, but I'm not going to count on that right now without knowing what happens to the health of the starting rotation. Uh, I'm just going to assume that that Ponce de Leon ends up, at least for the beginning of the season, opening in Memphis as a starter. Now, without Carlos Martinez, let's say Carlos is healthy. One of the starters is not, because to me, that's the only way you get both KK and Carlos in the rotation. So somebody gets hurt and Carlos ends up being a starter. So does KK. You don't have either of those in the bullpen that's when it gets a little more interesting because you're like okay who's the closer to me it doesn't really matter um Gallegos probably ends up being the guy that takes that on if he's performing like he did last year though I think I'd rather have him in the role he was already in where he's coming in in the seventh eighth or ninth depending on what the most you know substantial high leverage point in that game is that's the role I'd prefer him to have You know, modern baseball would kind of suggest that would be beneficial if you consider him your best reliever. It really doesn't matter, though. Let's just say Gallegos is the closer. Miller will be part of that 7th and 8th inning lineup. So will Brebbia. Probably so will Gant. Um, You know, Webb will come in as another lefty. In that case, you'd almost certainly have Helsley and Reyes if both are healthy um, within that bullpen because Carlos isn't part of the mix. And then you you basically would just have one more spot to fill. I think that could definitely open the door for Ponce de Leon uh, to have an opportunity to sneak in. But then again, if our premise here was that the only reason Carlos and KK are in the rotation is because somebody else got hurt, um, you know, you're, you're kind of looking at maybe you'd like to have Ponce de Leon still in Memphis as starting rotation depth because you're one guy closer to really needing him. So that could be kind of dicey. Let's say they continue to use him as a starter, which I think would make the most sense uh, unless Gomber is healthy because you got to remember, Austin Gomber didn't really pitch last year either. And so if you're counting on him as one of the first men up from Memphis as in case you need a starter, recognize that that might not work out if he has another injury situation. So without Ponce de Leon, again, being used as a reliever, you're looking at maybe an opportunity for Junior Fernandez to pop in there or Hennessy Cabrera. Um, So I I would say it would take an injury for, you know, Fernandez to get real consideration as. the the righty to take that last spot, but that injury could come from Reyes. It could come from somewhere else in the, the bullpen and it could come from within the rotation and the trickle down effect is there's another opportunity. So I'm with you, Mason. I think Junior Fernandez could definitely play a role for the Cardinals this summer. He almost certainly will. It just might not be at the beginning of the season unless we see a lot of injuries in spring training. I think Helsley definitely has an opportunity to make that club. I think Reyes does if he's healthy And then you just kind of have to look at at what else you might have. I'm talking about this KK and Carlos thing in reference to which one will be in the rotation. And if one of them gets hurt, it could be if somebody in the rotation gets hurt, it could be both KK and Carlos in the rotation. But let's say nobody gets hurt. Carlos can start. Then what do you do? Um, It could be interesting because I think KK is a guy the Cardinals would like to see as a starter. But in that scenario, you might move him to the bullpen. What I hope doesn't happen is Carlos is perfectly capable of starting, but because the Cardinals think they have five starters ahead of him that are healthy and ready to go, they start Carlos as a closer. I would not be a fan of that iteration of what could potentially happen. How likely is that to happen? Hopefully not very. I may be zero, because I think the Cardinals are smart enough to realize if Carlos is healthy and able to start, you find a way to get him in that rotation and... You, you bump somebody else out of Jack Flaherty, Miles Michaelis, Dakota Hudson, Adam Wainwright. I don't know who you bump. Uh, you know, maybe Hudson has some signs in spring that he hasn't been as sharp and you could see a universe in which they'd start him in the bullpen where he could kind of work with a lesser repertoire and, and, and focus on an inning at a time. I don't, I don't know that that's very likely either though. The Cardinals really like Dakota Hudson. We could spend hours talking about ifs and what's and what could, I think what's likely is, as much as it's painful to think about and say what's most likely is that somebody from the rotation of the group of six will get hurt and that will kind of clear up some of these issues but that's kind of the way i see the bullpen shaking out right now and to be honest with you even though the cardinals didn't make any additions on the relief side of things does a bullpen consisting of andrew miller giovanni gallegos john brebbia john Gantt, tyler webb ryan helsley alex reyes and then Hennessy Cabrera or Junior Fernandez or Ponce de Leon. Like, do you feel good about that, even with Carlos in the rotation? I think I feel pretty good about it uh, from the Cardinals' perspective. I think that looks like a pretty solid group. You don't have one bona fide closer necessarily, but a lot of guys aren't bona fide closers until they are. And so I feel like with that group of high-powered arms you would have it at your disposal in that bullpen, Helsley could absolutely turn into a major league closer. Andrew Miller has been a major league closer. I guess I I kind of slighted him a little bit when I said you don't have a bonafide guy there. He definitely was bonafide in that role at one point in time. Would he be that same guy that he was back with Cleveland here in 2020? I don't know that he would be. His 2019 wasn't quite uh wasn't nearly up to the seasons that he had performed earlier in his prime. So that's the reason I phrase it that way, but you don't think Gallegos can handle the role. I mean, I I think he certainly could. I would even feel comfortable with Brebbia making some appearances in the ninth to try to close out games. So anything can happen. We know that bullpens are fickle and things are going to change as the summer develops. But I think right now with looking at what the Cardinals potentially have, I think you got to feel pretty good about it, but I'm curious to see uh, you know, what the fans kind of think, and I would love to hear your thoughts. Definitely, whether that's via a message here on the podcast or you want to tweet at me at bshafer12, make a comment on Facebook at facebook.com slash bshafer12, or you can send me a direct message, whatever you want to do to kind of let me know how you're feeling about this bullpen. I think the Cardinals are in decent shape. They've got a lot of guys who do have options, you know, might some of those guys be better than the than a John Gant or a Tyler Webb? It's possible, but as it refers to the beginning of the season and the opening day roster, I don't think you're going to see guys like John Gant or Tyler Webb displaced by Junior Fernandez, even if Junior Fernandez has a better spring. It's just kind of going to be the way you know rosters tend to go. I know it upsets fans when you say they didn't bring the best twenty six north with them to start the season. But a lot of times injuries will tend to sort these things out as well. So I think the Cardinals are in good shape. That's kind of an in-depth look at their bullpen. Curious to think what you think. Who's going to be the closer? Does it really matter? That's something I wrote about at Winter Warm-Up. I think regardless of who it ends up being, the Cardinals are going to be in good hands as long as they they keep their help, which I think is a big factor on the pitching side. It's not always something that happens, but uh, we'll just have to get down to Florida and see what it looks like here in about eight days. And then from there, uh, the Cardinals will do their workouts and start games. I'm excited to get down there, excited to get going, Uh, but I'm also excited to continue doing these podcasts with you here. I appreciate you guys for joining me for this edition of B-Shape Daily. I'm going to sign off and talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great day.